Darling, you should marry. You should marry some lovely, accomplished girl who adores you. Someone, Someone who would grace your beautiful home and give you the sort of life you really want. I wouldn't. Teddy, I'm not fashionable enough for London. You need someone who's elegant and refined. I, look at me. I'm homely and I'm awkward and I I'm odd. You, and you'd be ashamed of I me. I love you, Joe. And we would quarrel because we can't help it even now. That was Joe March, the heroine of the classic film Little Women, as played by the great Catherine Hepburn, 1933, and the great June Allison, 1949 and the great Winona Ryder, 1994, and the great Sir Ronan in 2019. Okay, you get the idea. Louisa May Alcott's story of four sisters coming of age in 19th century New England may not seem like the freshest subject, yet for generations, people have flocked to theaters to form a new connection with the irresistibly charming March family. The success of the latest cinematic version of Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig, is a testament to the power of the story itself, and it's also a great story starting place for a conversation about the art of the remake. How do you create something vital and contemporary when you're telling a tale that's been told so many times before? Today, we're going to find out. I'm your host, Natasha Gargiulo. Welcome to Hello Movies. As together, we face these unprecedented times when theaters being temporarily closed is the least of our worries. We could all use a little diversion. So today, we're going to turn our attention to the idea of movie remakes, many of which you can watch at home on the Cineplex store. From the live-action Disney remakes like The Lion King and Aladdin to films like Little Women and A Star is Born, remakes have really risen up and connected with audiences in a big way over the last few years. It doesn't look like that trend is going to slow down with remakes of classic films like West Side Story, Dune, Candyman, and many more set to hit theaters in 2020. To discuss the evolution of remake culture and to look ahead to some of the most exciting remakes coming down the pipe, I'm joined today by two great guests. Chandler Levac is an award-winning writer, journalist, and filmmaker. Her writing on film can be found in the Globe and Mail and on CBC. In 2017, her short film We Forgot to Break Up premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival and South by Southwest. Sal Patel is the managing editor of Shopify Studios in Toronto. Prior to that, he was the managing content producer at the Toronto International Film Festival's Digital Studio. Sal and Chandler, welcome to Hello Movies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Like all types of films, some remakes are great and some aren't so great. So can you give me an example of a recent remake that you loved and why this particular iteration works so well for you? Uh, I, I love the Little Women remake that, or not, I guess, you know, re-adaptation that Greta Gerwig did um, oh, that was released in December. I thought it was just like so um, astutely made and every element of it was so considered. And even though there's been like seven adaptations of, Little Women over the last hundred years. Um, this was a remake that felt like utterly necessary. And even though it's a period piece, also felt like incredibly urgent and, and modern. Yeah, I would agree. I, I love that Little Women remake. Um, for me, uh, a remake from maybe a few years ago is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. My name is Max. And I really love that one because I think it most effectively demonstrates for me like what makes it worth it to remake a, a film or revisit an established universe. And for me with Mad Max Fury Road, what, what that is, is it's like a transfer of power um, that exists in, in the universe. So, you know, the original Mad Max is, is about the character of Max and the and Fury Road is about the character of Furiosa and about 
the women in this universe. And how exactly do we take the Citadel? Assuming we're still alive by then. If we can block the pass, it'll be easy. Uh, it, it, it just totally transfers the power and it, it makes it really interesting that it's we're still in this universe and we're still playing with some of the ideas uh, introduced in the original films, but um, in, in a totally different and fresh and and you know, important way. It it feels worth it to revisit this this world for that reason or around the transfer of power. Chandler, speaking of little women, I saw a lot of grumpy comments when the first trailer came out. Like, do we really need another little women? And I don't think this was even necessarily a dig at how the film looked. It was mainly just people who loved Lady Bird and wanted to see Gerwig follow it up with another original story. So how valid is that attitude? I think when a filmmaker proves the reason, I mean, when you watch that movie, I think you understand why there's a need when she, you know, she's so carefully, every aspect of that film from the score to the production design to the actors, like is so deeply considered and multivalent and beautiful. And she, she kind of really like unpacked the text and kind of found a way to excavate it uh, and transcend it. So I think like when it's a great filmmaker, I mean, there's certain filmmakers, I would watch them remake anything. (laughs) Great filmmakers justify the story by by making the story into art. Yeah, I think with Greta Gerwig, just given the trajectory of of the film industry these days, if she followed up Lady Bird with a film of that size and scale and budget, there's a good chance that uh, that film wouldn't have gotten a chance to play at theaters and certainly not broadly. Whereas because she made the, made um, Little Women, it had a Christmas Day release and it became this family event for people to see over the holidays. And her take, her point of view, um, like Chandler was saying, absolutely necessitated this this remake. Like she brought something totally new and fresh to it, which was was so cool to see. But then it's also that sensibility is on display for such a broad audience, the biggest audience that she's ever had in her career. So I think that alone is like, you know, makes it so worth it because a storyteller who is so unique and and such a voice of a generation like Greta Gerwig is being seen on that level all of a sudden. Now, a lot of the best remakes seem to succeed in finding a way to make a classic story feel modern. And sometimes that's done by being fairly liberal with the source material. That said, there are always some folks who look at the original text as sacred and don't want the new version to diverge too much. Chandler, I'm wondering, where do you stand on this? I mean, I understand that some texts are very like canonical and we hold them in high regard for a reason. And some movies like in their canon and or even if they're really well-loved book or um, a TV show or some kind of, or a film that, you know, is just really wonderful that a filmmaker has done before. It's it's hard for us to kind of see it adapt and change. But if, if a movie is great, I think people can forgive a lot of creative license. I'm sure they'll always be purists. Remember when they remade Ghostbusters with all women and it kind of premeditated the U.S. election? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I, I want to see new forms of art and and people revisit it and and uh, something like ghostbusters done like with a totally radical gaze on it like i think that's exciting and as culture evolves we're going to want to see new intersections into the stories that we know i think sal how about your thoughts yeah it, it's it's tricky for me uh, there's certain worlds and and yeah established ip that or stories whatever that i'm very attached to the way that they were presented originally like things that I watched as a kid that when I've seen more recent adaptations of it, 
I'm like, yeah, they got this wrong. You know, so like one example for me is uh, I watched Aladdin a lot as a kid. I loved Aladdin. It was the first time that I'd seen any animation with uh, people who had the same uh, skin color as me on screen. And I was just like excited by that idea, I think, and the, and the world that it portrayed and that, you know, it had, you know, being South Asian, that there was like references to um, the Middle East and South Asia and that kind of thing in it. And so when I saw the the new Aladdin's trailer, I was like, why did they change the color palette? Like, why did they make the outfits different in this way or that way? Uh, but then I watched it and I actually loved it. I thought that there was so much power in bringing it to life with actual actors and actors who are from the part of the world that the movie is 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 meant to be set in. And they still maintained like all the strong points of the, the story. And so, yeah, I mean, with, with something that I love, I'm, I'm willing to at least like give the artists a chance to see like what their point of view is. But mm-hmm. I do, I do like hold on to the original ideas very tightly. And I'm, I, it's 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 a harder sell for me as an audience member. Like I I need to be really, it, it need, the, the work needs to be really good, I guess, for me to be convinced that it was worth it. Okay, so there have been some really inspired casting decisions of late in some of the new remakes. Dev Patel as David Copperfield, for example, or the very fashion-forward Billy Porter playing a genderless fairy godmother in the upcoming Cinderella remake. I'm wondering, what do you think film remakes have done to foster representation on screen? Yeah, well, I, I think we're starting to see more gender-blind and colorblind casting, and I think that is true. I think if you grew up never seeing yourself as the hero of your own story, and you've always kind of had to read yourself into these, you know, classic Disney movies or musicals that we've all grown up watching, there is something really exciting about finally seeing someone who you can relate to playing like the hero of like a really well-loved classic. I think people find that emotional. And then I think other people have a hard time with that because it is kind of a subversion of what the norm is. But yeah, I think there needs to be a balance as well because you don't want to just see so many remakes of these movies that there are no uh, opportunities for filmmakers to tell original stories. And I think the success of a movie like Parasite goes to show that there like is room and enthusiasm and like a deep hunger for really just amazingly told films. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it gets back to what I was saying about Mad Max Fury Road, which is deciding to to remake a film and revisit a universe or a story with that idea in mind, deciding to transfer power, broaden the representation of people on screen who weren't represented in the original story is so, so powerful. I mean, there's a distance that, you know, exists for so many people who are left out of these stories that are considered canonical and, you know, part of the canon. And, um, you know, I think the power of cinema for me is so much in in the idea that we we have a chance at, at mass culture or monoculture or a chance at like sort of understanding the same thing and are seeing and appreciating the same thing. And that becomes more and more possible when more people relate to the idea of a movie. They're like, oh, th- there's a character in this film that looks or sounds like me, and now I want to see it. And now I can talk to more people in the world about it. And so the more we could do that with these like blockbuster-type works, like I think, I think we should strive for it. Okay, we're going to wrap up soon. But before we go, I want to get your rapid-fire takes on a few big-name remakes coming up later this year. Chandler, how excited are you for Dune? 
I think you saw what Denis Villeneuve was capable of with Blade Runner uh, 2049. You know, the uh, I think people consider the David Lynch Dune a bit of a failed masterpiece. So I think people are excited about this getting, maybe getting Dune right, this incredibly difficult to adapt novel. The cast is phenomenal. Um, and I think he just, Denis Villeneuve such a visionary director that seems to really understand how to make a sci-fi movie feel both incredibly cinematic and deeply relevant. So... Yeah, I'm stoked for Dune. Sal, how do you feel when I say the Green Knight? Um, well, I already know what my Halloween costume is going to be for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm super excited by it. I mean, like a lot of people uh, growing up, I read a lot of stories about like King Arthur and his court. And uh, the Green Knight story is like set in that world. And I, I love that. They cast Dev Patel for it. It's just a, it's a different take. And, you know, A24 is behind it, which is always like a great, uh, a great sign for me. Um, and David Lowry, who ha- who's directed so many really cool movies, A Ghost Story being one of my favorites of his. I think like the, it, it's going to be a really unexpected uh, take on this world and a, a one of a kind look at King Arthur's court. Chandler, what are your thoughts on Candyman? The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Yeah, I mean, Candyman, I think, was one of a really seminal horror movie that I remember, like, studying in university and film school. And um, always kind of spoke also to kind of, like, a black lens on on filmmaking as well. And I think this this new film that's... um, you know, executive produced by Jordan Peele and has this amazing female director at the helm um, and such an amazing trailer or with the perfect use of a Destiny's Child song um, really just goes to show like, you know, there's like exciting and really innovative ways to, to, to revamp these movies that actually tap into what the culture, you know, wants to see and, and can these movies can actually lead a conversation in cinema as opposed to just being kind of like an interesting diversion during the summer. This is a movie I am so excited about. Sal, tell me about West Side Story. Yeah, I mean, West Side Story is one of the great uh, movie musicals of all time. And, you know, now we have Steven Spielberg, one of the great, you know, modern filmmakers, uh, uh, one of the great filmmakers, period, um, uh, who is going to be remaking it. I think that's super exciting by itself. But one of the things that I know that he's doing is that when he looked at the original, he he said to himself that there, there, it's such an important story about two different communities um, and their relationships with each other. And when the original was made, the Puerto Rican uh, the Puerto Ricans uh, in in the film were mostly played by white actors in brown skin, and it's, it was very important to, for him to correct that uh, casting choice. And so. Everybody in this film is Latinx, if not Puerto Rican. And I think that's that's great. It's going to bring a level of authenticity to the storytelling. And um, it also just feels like such a vital story for the political time that we're in in the U.S. So I'm, I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. OK, we've talked today a lot about great film remakes, but you both must have at least one movie that you would never want to see remade under any circumstances, <laughs> right? It's hard because I think as a filmmaker, I, I get really excited about like these filmmaker films that I love and being like, oh, what if I could remake Ghost World or, you know, say anything or like these movies that mean a lot mm-hmm. to me. And then it is like a tough responsibility. 
and they're remaking everything. They're remaking Gossip Girl. So sometimes it seems like a fun challenge, but I also feel like, yeah, it's, it's a big burden of responsibility to do it well. Sal, do you have a movie that they should never remake under any circumstances? Yeah, I'll throw one out that I know is close to Chandler's heart as well. Um, Almost Famous <laughs> is uh, a movie that I think is perfect. I am a golden god! Yeah! And, and I love it, and I yeah. don't want it to ever be remade. I think that the way that uh, it was told came from such a personal place to Cameron Crowe, who, who wrote it and, and, and made it, and it was obviously very tied to his own story. And so anyone remaking it would obviously not be close to the source material in the way that he was. Um, mm-hmm. And all the aesthetic choices that were were made for it also came from such a personal place. So I just, I can't imagine that a movie that is so autobiographical and so tied to a place in time and, and, and a place in somebody's mind could ever be remade faithfully. So leave that one alone. Don't ever remake Almost Famous. And what about a movie that you think should be remade and soon? Well, I mean, I give it up to one of my other favorite movies, The Apartment by Billy Wilder, just because I love that movie so much. Huh? Yeah, better not get too close. I never catch colds. Really? I was reading some figures from the Sickness and Actually Claims Division. Do you know that the average New Yorker between the ages of 20 and 50 has two and a half colds a year? Huh. Yeah, that makes me feel just terrible. Why? Well, to make the figures come out even, if I have no colds a year, some poor slob must have five colds a year. Yeah, it's me. Should have stayed in bed this morning. You should have stayed in bed last night. And it's so funny, confessional, amazing screenplay and it has such great parts for actors. And I think that it has, you know, it does say really deep things about capitalism and relationships and loneliness and isolation in a big city. And I think that if you had a really, really smart director who really could do it justice, it, it would be great. I mean, Jason Reitman did a reading of it, the screenplay where he cast Paul Rudd in the Jack Lemmon role and Emma Stone in the um, Shirley MacLaine role. Yeah, I, I just like the idea of classic movies that maybe an audience doesn't know about from like the 40s and 50s getting like a new lease on life. One that I, is really close to my heart that I that I love and that I've watched probably more than any other movie is Good Will Hunting. And I, some, for some reason, I... I, I imagine what that uh, what Goodwill Hunting would look like with, uh, with with a younger cast and crew today, mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I think of like Lucas Hedges playing the Matt Damon role and Timothy Chalamet playing the Ben Affleck role and mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan playing the Mini Driver role, uh, but and so I've like imagined what this what this movie would look like. Uh, I, I oh also um, uh, Michael Stuhlbarg as, as the Robin Williams character. Yeah, I, I'm just all like planned out already. You have the cast. Yeah, ready, yeah. You've got the script ready. I've got. You just I've got it? the cast <laughs> because I'm like it, I don't. I don't think it would be. It would be good <laughs> to remake it, but uh, at the same time, I'm like I would love to see what uh, maybe even just as like a stage production first. Uh, I would love yeah. to just see what uh, a set of like new actors would bring to it. So yeah. That's the problem with rebakes. They're so fun and like irresistible. I think that's why so many get made because you start cooking them up and you get excited about them and you don't realize like the monkey's paw repercussions of what you're doing. Chandler and Sal, you guys are great. I would like to remake this experience and have you guys back on Hello Movies. Do you think we can do that? I want to be played by Timothy Chalamet, though. (laughs) And and I'll be played by Dev Patel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I will be played by Marissa Tomei. How about that? (laughs) Perfect casting. (laughs) 
That's it for this episode of Hello Movies. But remember, if you want to check out some great remakes right now, you can always go to the Cineplex store online. I'm Natasha Gorgiulo. Thanks for listening. 